0: A Super Bowl champion, back to back Super Bowl champion for the first time since the 2004 New England Patriots. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, general ages, This is Brandon Lewis, executive arts founder and producer of Brandon's World. This is what we do from August Labor Day weekend, of course, when we all make our official NFL predictions for the year. Then we watched Week 1 through Week 18 of the regular season. We watched teams evolve in September and October to November to December. Then we watched the playoffs in January, and then we watched the Super Bowl. And yes, when it looked like the Kansas City Chiefs, this was the year they were coming off a Super Bowl. Nobody has repeated a Super Bowl champion in 20 years because it's so damn hard that only the GOAT, did it When it looked like they have no receivers, when it looked like they could not catch the ball, when it looked like they could not create any explosive plays, when they were going through all the motions midway for the season, they had to deal with the Chris Jones holdout at the beginning of the season. Here they are, the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, they were Their they're fearless, they're shaking it off, they belong with us, it's a love story, it's enchanted. Whatever Taylor Swift song you want to use, the Kansas City Chiefs are the world champions of professional football on the National Football League. In a game that for three quarters was exactly what I expected it to be. Obviously, low scoring. We had turnovers early in the game from each side. Christian McCaffrey first drive of the game was a big one. I felt was like for San Francisco because they were moving Kansas City off the ball, and then obviously the Isaiah Pacheco fumble right after Mahomes said the big play to uh to I believe it was on uh, McCall Ardman the very next play Pacheco fumbles from there. Obviously San Francisco was able to get the touchdown near the end of the half with with Jennings uh on that great design that misconception play to Christian McCaffrey for a touchdown, which at that point it would think Jennings was going to win the MVP for San Francisco if they walked away from the game victorious. But the punt by Kansas City late in the third quarter after a bad interception by Patrick Mahomes to start the second half, which San Francisco could not capitalize on. That misplay on the fumble, which obviously led to the Scantlin touchdown the very next play, I believe absolutely flipped the game. Now, I said coming into this game, I thought Kansas City was going to have to run the football to win this game. Isaiah Pacheco had his worst game of the season easily. Uh, I said that I thought San Francisco was going to do a good job on Travis Kelsey. They not only did a good job on him in the first half, they did a great job on him in the first half. He had one catch for one yard, and it was on a screen pass in the second or third play of the game. I thought Kansas City, by the way, called way too many wide receiver bubble screens in the first half. Uh It just looked very condensed outside of the Hardman shot. They did not take a lot of chances down the field. It looked like Patrick Holmes was doing what Patrick Holmes did early in the season, which was not trust, not only the one, but the right tackle when Nick Botes and Chase Young were getting consistent pressure on with Javon Argrave, along with Eric Armstead uh, up the middle. They were really flushing balls. San Francisco came out red-hot. Brock Purdy had over 100 yards passing in the first quarter. And as I mentioned prior to the McCaffrey fumble, they were moving it on the first try. However, this game came down to plays and playmakers, and the defense for Kansas City made a huge stop. Obviously, the block e 8 e on the purdy for the Jennings for a touchdown was the most critical play in the game. Next to the third and four, where the Kansas City defense also stopped San Francisco late in the game, which I thought San Francisco mismanaged the clock at that point when it was, you know, two-something left in change. And uh, San Francisco had the opportunity to just milk the clock, get a couple yards at a time, get a first down, have an opportunity to kick the game-winning field goal without having Patrick Mahomes touch the football. We all knew if Patrick Mahomes was searching the football again, Kansas City was at least going to go down and tie the game, if not go down and win the game, because it's what the Kansas City Chiefs do, and it's what the San Francisco 49ers do, and that's that they choke. Kyle Shanahan now, obviously the 28-3 lead against New England in the Super Bowl. Then against Kansas City four years ago, you're up 20-10 in the fourth quarter. You give up 21 points to lose that Super Bowl and now here we're going. Brock Purdy played a very good first quarter. I would say early a great first quarter. Between the end of the first quarter and midway through the third quarter, Brock Purdy only had twenty yards. And yet you guys are telling me he's a top ten quarterback in the league and he's making all these great plays. Nada, as the great L.A. Knight, yeah, would say Brock Purdy was not the reason why the Niners lost this game. I will give you that. I thought San Francisco's boy calling lead in the game was very conservative. They did not get Brandon Ayuk involved as much. They didn't even get Debo Samuel involved as much. He had 11 targets and only 33 yards on the game. Christian McCaffrey, outside of uh, Jennings, was San Francisco's best player offensively. And I could have made the argument that Jake Moody who nailed two field goals, the rookie kicker out of Michigan from 55-plus, just drilling them. I could have made the argument that if San Francisco won this game, Jake Moody would have been the MVP because he made those kicks to put San Francisco in position to win the game. But the bottom line is, as we go to overtime, I think the biggest mistake the Niners made in overtime in this game was receiving the coin toss. As we all know, due to that extraordinary Bill Sheets playoff game about three years ago, overtime rules have changed. Now, barring a defensive score, no matter the offensive team scores a touchdown, the the other team is going to get a chance to get a possession. Therefore, in my mind, and I don't care how odd the other offense is on on the other side of the ball, and, you know, I don't care about all these analytics and all that. You take a look at what's going on in this game. Both of these offenses, and San Francisco's this year is more explosive than Kansas City. But both of these offenses were really struggling in this game. There's a reason why it was 10-6 to a weight in, in the third quarter. There were two fumbles, yes, on both sides, and obviously the, the bad Mahomes pick. But really the defenses were were playing well that they were getting on with four they were getting pressure on both the quarterbacks uh they, they were rattling both signal callers it really was a field position game even though Kansas City just rode down and got the ball and not in San Francisco I do not want my defense on the field deciding the game I want my offense on the field deciding the game and I trust my defense to at least hold Kansas City to a field goal because if I do that, I know a field goal ties the game, but a touchdown wins the game. Instead, the Niners win the toss. They receive. They go down. They obviously kick a field goal, and then we all knew what was going to happen after an incredible four-to-one play call, which I thought was really clever. We have Kelsey on a, on, a, on a boot slide, and Mahomes has the option to either hand it off throw it to Kelsey or take the triple read option. <laughs> He obviously, after they cover see and they cover the back, he decided to take himself for a first down. At that moment, we all knew Kansas City was going to at least tie the game. And then that beautiful play, which they call corn dog, apparently, where the receiver runs. And everybody that, you know, has at least a knowledge of what a defense trying to do, man versus zone coverage when you watch football, is everybody knows that the reason why you motion as an offensive point caller is to get the tell whether it's man coverage or zone coverage. If it's zone coverage, you know, a linebacker, a corner, whoever is supposed to corner won't match up with the offensive receiver, they're not going to go with him. They're just going to stay in that zone, and they're going to sort of do a match, and the person on the other side will pick him up. If it's man coverage, the corner, the safety, or linebacker, is going to run with the person in motion across the field usually. But what Kansas City has done now in back-to-back Super Bowls, whether it's the Super Bowl, which you can look this up one year ago today, with the Chiefs-Eagles' classic Super Bowl 57, where I came on here the next day and absolutely bawled my eyes out as a Philadelphia Eagles fan because that game was so painful. Um, the, the way we obviously blew that 2010 lead at halftime, the holding call and all that old deal which early on in this game, by the way, Trump Williams got a holding call. Trump Williams got a couple of four-star penalties. I really like, you know, Bill Vinovich's crew decided they're not going to essentially call flags in the second half unless it's egregious, which we saw that old, you know, early on in overtime, which I thought for a second was saving San Francisco. But nonetheless, McCall Aardman running in motion, the DB for San Francisco is running with him, Kansas City knows its man, but the TV for San Francisco thinks it's going to run across the field. Instead, Hartman cuts back, and because he's already on the other side of the field, there's nobody in man coverage. He's wide open, touchdown, ball game, clever play call oh, and clever design by Andy Reed, Matt Nagy, and the Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs staff, excuse me, and Benjamin Mahomes, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Ladarius Sneed. Trey McDuffie, the Kansas City Chiefs, are world champions. As I said, this was a game that I thought was going to be low scoring. I picked the over-under, 47 and a half, in my best bets. I chose the under. I hit that. I had a Christian McCaffrey, any time touchdown, which I also hit. The two I missed on my best bets were obviously Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey, any time touchdown scores. We were close on both on a couple of occasions. They were just not meant to be. But Cole Hardman and V.S. were the two guys that got touchdown passes from Patrick Mahomes. Listen, we all know the Super Bowl is a spectacle. It's where fans that don't even know anything about football watch the game. And your aunts and your uncles and your grandparents, everybody wants to know, who are you rooting for the big game? Who's going to win the big game? Because everybody just wants to have fun and they have no idea what's going on. Everybody wants to watch Usher. But the fact of the matter is this Super Bowl featured uh, the two best teams, I believe, in the NFL over the last half decade, that being the Chiefs and the Niners and the Chiefs once again. Andy Reid proving why, in my opinion, he is about to surpass Bill Belichick, especially if he gets one more Super Bowl, uh, as the greatest head coach of all time. He has progressively gotten better as his career has gone on, evolving with the game. As an offensive under the coach, and his coaching tree is out of this world, obviously, as opposed to uh, Belichick in New England, who's gotten rigid. Belichick only won with Brady, and while Belichick does have eight Super Bowls, if you include the two with a defensive coordinator, uh, with, with the Giants before, obviously he got the head coaching job in Cleveland. We know Bill Belichick's head coaching career, in my opinion, is tied to one player, that being Tom Brady. Andy Reid made two bulls with Tom. Now he got the money playoffs with Jeff Garcia, AJ Feeley, Alex Smith, many different quarterbacks. Now we didn't win a Super Bowl prior to Patrick Mahomes, but we know you need that guy to win a Super Bowl. The only person that thinks that you don't need that guy to win the Super Bowl is uh, Kyle Shannon in San Francisco because they think you can win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo and with Brock Purdy, which outside of Nick Foles has just not been the case. And you could argue Joe Flacco, but Joe Flacco was an up quarterback for Baltimore. I He just didn't have that performance in the playoffs that he went on to do in that 2012 season where obviously Nick Foles came out of nowhere. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, but it's very rare uh, to win a Super Bowl with an average or average quarterback. Again, that's what I think Brock Purdy is. I think he's a product of the system. I think San Francisco is going to be damaged by this. Now, their roster is still good. Javon Argrave with defensive tackle, as we mentioned. Kid Love, Bones, Ace Young. Obviously, on their offensive piece, they're going to be very good next year. But now they have to go for the Lions once again. We're going to be very good. I think Philadelphia is going to be right back in the picture. We'll see what Dallas does. Green Bay is going to get better. I think Chicago, if Caleb Williams pops, is a very interesting team. AFC side, with all those going of quarterbacks. And with Jim Arbaugh coming in now as the division rival against any Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be very tough for them to repeat. But obviously, we never doubt Andy Reid. We never doubt the power of Travis Kelsey, they were swift. Kansas City, they may be able to shake off whatever rush they get coming out of next season and go on to win a freebie. But I thought this was a masterful job of coaching and everything going on uh from the Chiefs. They obviously covered the two and a half point spread, which I picked. We went three for five in my best bets. I mentioned we have the spread of the game, we have McCaffrey touchdown. We had the under of the first order, which was eight and a half. Obviously, it was a zero zero game. I wanted to bet the under total as well of 47 and a half, but I did not want to duplicate that on my best bets. So Why I went with Pacheco and Kelsey any time touchdowns. But, you know, I thought the Super Bowl experience overall was good. I thought Jim Dance and Tony Romo did an excellent job on the broadcast. I thought Phil Sims, JB James Brown, Bill Kauer, Boomer Sides, and Nate Burleson. Did an excellent job in the NFL and CBS three-game show. I thought the game was okay and obviously picked up weight in the fourth quarter. I did not want the commercials this year. I thought they were stale. I did not think that they were funny. I did not think that they were any in creative. So overall, this Super Bowl was what I was expecting it to be. A decent game, between two very good teams. And overall, cemented Patrick Mahomes, obviously the best quarterback in the game and gave Andy Reid one step closer to becoming the GOAT NFL head coach. I do not think Badger Mahomes has surpassed Tom Brady yet. I think Tom Brady having seven Super Bowls, Mahomes having three. That's too big of a gap right now. And the fact that Brady beat Mahomes head in a Super Bowl right now also puts sort of an asterisk, if you will, on Mahomes' case to be the GOAT. To the Super Bowl go down this weekend, but on Thursday, the WrestleMania 40 press conference took place. And this may be the wildest road to WrestleMania we have ever had in WWE. Of course, WrestleMania 40, approximately 54 days away from today. Well, now officially feature the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes trying to finish his story. Against the trouble sheet, the undisputed, the WWE Universal Champion, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Now, last week on Tuesday, I had made the case that after obviously the segment between Rock, Cody, Roman Reigns on the previous Friday Night Smackdown, I was good for Roman Reigns versus The Rock main eventing night till WrestleMania 40. I said, as much as everybody wants Cody Rhodes to be the guy, and I completely understand it because Cody's great with the kids. He's a great ambassador for WWE. He's great with merchandise sales. I said, I don't know where they go with Cody Rhodes finishing the story. That's his old gimmick in WWE. What do you do with Cody Rhodes afterwards is the biggest question for me to make his championship ring not feel boring and not be you know completely out of touch right after it. Because in order for Roman Reigns, To lose the Undisputed Championship, do not break Hulk Hogan's record. You have to have a concrete plan in place. Now, this match just got the States amped up because of the Rock officially turning heel, slapping Cody Rhodes to the face, and aligning himself with Roman Reigns and calling the fans Cody Crybabies. Folks, the star power in this match. Between the tribal chief, the head, the face of WWE for the last decade. Obviously, the star power, it's winning The Rock Johnson. Cody Rhodes, the former EVP at AEW, coming back to do what his father could never do. And then Paul Triple H Levesque, the chief content officer of WWE, the head of creative, and his mark is the cerebral assassin and one of the best wrestlers of all time, being a face authority figure and his history with The Rock and Roman Reigns and his history as well with Cody Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes obviously taking a sludge chamber to the throne at the first ever AEW event at Double or Nothing in 2019. It all creates buzz. Uh, Major media outlets are talking about this everywhere, and it just proves to you that this is the right decision by WWE now to go in and do this, because WrestleMania is mainstream. It's all about the money for every business, right? NFL. NBA, MLB, NHL, AEW, WWE. It really is all about the money. And to me, this world of WrestleMania has a lot of twists and turns. Where did the World of Champions have Rollins fit in all of this? We know he's going to defend his championship at WrestleMania because of the winner inside the Elimination Chamber. But how will we get involved with this rock Cody Roman situation because I don't think Roman Reigns is taking shots at Seth Rollins for nothing. I don't think Cody Rhodes is taking shots at the Rock for nothing. Which makes me believe this is going to be the plan right now moving forward. I think night one, your main event, there will be two options. One option will be for the World Heavyweight Championship. that being between Seth Rollins Drew McIntyre, who I believe, will win the Elimination Chamber, and Sami Zayn, who will insert himself in the match, you will make it a triple threat match. The other option I think could be Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley if they want to give the woman a mainland slot. Now I do not think they would do Rock and Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Who knows? That could be a match they ease down the line. Maybe it's a match they do in Elimination Chamber. Maybe it's a match they do it in France. But I do not think they're going to have Cody pull double duty here. I do think Night School of WrestleMania will feature Roman versus Cody with the rock in Roman Reigns' his corner. And obviously, uh, there's a lot of different situations they could go about this. They could have Cody Rhodes, obviously, overcome all of the odds. Taking out the bloodline, taking out The Rock, taking away everything from Roman Reigns and finishing his story. Though, in my opinion, I think what could happen here is The Rock screws Cody Rhodes. Roman Reigns retains the NSF championship. Then Cody Rhodes has to go on on another journey. Who knows? Maybe he faces The Rock at SummerSlam or something like that or maybe a show in Saudi Arabia. Roman Reigns, meanwhile, has high profile feuds with the likes of Randy Orton, another match with LA Knight. AJ Styles, Ron Breaker, you eventually get to Survivor Series, where Roman Reigns will then face Seth Rollins, obviously the same event. The two battle went out with the Shield. At the Royal Rumble, then The Rock will turn on Roman Reigns. He will become a face once again. The Rock will face Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Championship. Roman Reigns will retain, but Solo Sokoa will no longer be a fan of the tribal chief. A lot like Sami Zayn did to Roman Reigns in the 2023 Royal Rumble event. Solo will turn on Roman. Solo will become a babyface. At Elimination Chamber, we get Solo Sokoa versus Roman Reigns for the industry championship, which Roman Reigns will retain. So at this point, now Roman Reigns has no more borderline members, and for Jimmy Uso disappears into the ether as well. Cody Rhodes now and CM Punk, who will come in at number 30 after Cody Rhodes is coming at number one to try to go back to back to back. Three straight Royal Rumbles. CM Punk eliminates Cody Rhodes. He goes on to WrestleMania to face the World Champion, who at this point will be Seth Rollins, who will get his championship back after Damian Priest cashed in the Money in the Bank on Sami Zayn and has a good reign with the championship this will set up cody Rhodes to go inside the elimination chamber win a number one contenders elimination chamber face roman reigns at wrestlemania 41 in minneapolis where roman reigns will have already surpassed Oak ogan's record he'll be in third place all time i don't think that wwe wants to extend him anymore even though i could argue roman reigns could get to may 4th 2028 but i don't think wwe wants to have Roman Reigns become the all-time running champion in the history of the sport. I think Paul Triple H Levesque is a historian of the business. I don't think that they want to damage uh, Bruno San Martino and sort of give that championship rank up. So I do think there's a real possibility that both Cody Rhodes and CM Punk, the two matches that we thought were going to happen at WrestleMania 40, both having a WrestleMania 41, both of them finished their stories. At the same time. Now, again, this rock, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Triple H it's a triangle. We have no idea where it's going. And in a world of today, professional wrestling where the internet rumors spread like wildfire, with all these reports coming out of the rock believes he has I, you know, quote on the TKO board. Uh he has I power. Cody Rhodes was was booked to to win the Royal Rumble, even though Triple H knew the Rock wanted to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I believe that Paul LeVeck leaked all of these reports to the media to get all our stands anticipated and built up for this match, knowing that Cody and Roman was the plan all along. And WWE has done a great job with disguising plans and giving us surprises, and it's really hard In this day and age of of the wrestling media circus, with those backstage reports everywhere and the wrestling community is wild in today's standards on the internet. But the fact that we don't know where this is going, the fact that we don't know what the plan was slash what the plan will be, the fact that we don't know for sure if Cody Rhodes can going to finish the story, if Roman Reigns will take the NSP Championship of WrestleMania, proves how great of a storyline this is. Again, I'm still in favor of Roman versus The Rock. At the time, I thought it was the right decision. I think in Cody Rhodes certainly does make the match still bigger, though. If they wanted to do a triple threat match, which I don't think is the direction, I would have supported that as well. Again, I'm still weary about Cody finishing his story. But in the end, if you want to make WrestleMania 40 the biggest WrestleMania of all time, well, it doesn't go around with the Vince McMahon allegations, the Brock Lesnar allegations. CM Punk getting injured. If this was a pivot by WWE, bravo to everybody involved. And I cannot wait to watch and see what happens. This is one of those times in recent wrestling history that we will remember a decade ago. Like John Cena versus The Rock at WrestleMania 28. Like yes at WrestleMania 30. Like toffee at WrestleMania 35 and say, remember the build between Roman and Cody with the Rock and Seth Rollins involved heading towards WrestleMania 40. And with that, in collaboration with Voltage Live, that'll do it for this edition of Brandon's World. We will be back on Thursday, bringing down any and all news that occurs in the sports world. Until then, all my social media links are in the description below. The Super Bowl is over. The NFL offseason is upon us. WrestleMania season is here. Have a great day. And.